everybody, and welcome back to the Disc Swap. We're up to the second episode. In case you missed it two weeks ago, we kind of debuted, piloted this new endeavor in MGSR, and uh, we're back with it this week. We're going to be talking some SGDQ submissions with uh, with a special guest. But Raichu, how are you doing this morning? Um, I'm fine, actually. I've had no PC troubles this this time around. Everything's <laughs> everything's gone more or less smoothly. Um, I have a slight cough, but otherwise I'm fine. Fantastic. Well, I mean, aside from the cough, yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, it's it's ab- you know great. I'm so happy you've got a cough right yeah. now, dude. And uh, we're obviously we've stepped up our production game, and we've even we've pulled a a producer from the midst of our staff with uh, iridescence. So this is good. This is all sorts of good. Yeah. Big, big shout outs to iridescence for making himself available for this. Even if it is like 2am his time. (laughs) (laughs) What a trooper. But yeah, like I said, we have a, uh, we have a guest today. Uh, I wonder if he's going to introduce himself. We've got a, Mr. Tyler himself, Tyler 2022, the 2022 experience. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right. Um, didn't get too much sleep, but I'm hanging through with it. Hey. It's going good. So, uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks you. Th- thank, thanks you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all a bit tired here. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, it should be. Anyway. It should be fine. So... Yeah. Um, so to, to, we we got we have a, a a full lineup of things to talk about in terms of oh, uh, in terms of SGDQ submissions. But let's Tyler, since since you're the guest here today, why don't you why don't we talk a little bit about what happened a few months ago at AGDQ? Okay, so for the AGDQ run, um, I was very thankful to be chosen for that specific marathon. And not only that, but I was on day one and prime time North America time. So it was like late night Sunday. It was like about like, like eight thirty, nine o'clock. So being on that time slot put a lot of pressure on me and I performed better than I thought I would have performed. And I was quite satisfied with the run and the whole rest of the week that I was there. It was pretty much just hang out with a bunch of the MBSR buds, meet, meet a lot of new people, play a bunch of games and it was just a really fun experience overall and i'm glad i got to spend that week with all those wonderful people yeah that, that was that was a, a great run and a very fun week um yeah it, like attending attending agdq was one thing and then and then running must have been an entire different thing yeah so the ultimate plan that I had set months prior was that, you know, I was going to go to this one regardless because I had attempted to go to the past, I believe, two GDQs and I had failed. I'm just like, you know what? A lot of my speed friends are probably going to go there. So I'm just going to go there just to hang out. And if I get in, cool. And if not, then no big deal. But then find out that, you know, like actually going as a runner just made that whole experience even better just to be part of that big project and raising all that money for a charity. And of course, showing off more Metal Gear games to the world, so. <laughs> and not only was it uh, Tyler's first GDQ experience, it was also his first time 
actually running at TDQ, which was, I imagine, quite exciting as well. You know, you get to meet all your MGSR friends, IRL, and play your favorite game. Yeah, the only only thing that I was kind of worried about was actually playing stage and, like, performing. But the way that they had it set up is that the actual, like, playing area is, like, so far separated from the crowd. Like, you can turn back and, like, you can see the crowd, but, like... The feeling of like being up there just feels like it's just another normal run. Like you're there with a couple couple guys because I mean you have the couch and then you have the like production crew all around you. So it didn't feel like a huge marathon, which was good because that kind of settled my nerves down a little bit. So that yeah, was I mean like very good. I mean I know I haven't I've ran in some marathons, nothing to that extent. I mean I think the biggest one was shots fired, and I mean they pull in. A couple of hundred people at a time and when you look at the twitch count and you see four or five six hundred people are watching it those kind of it was like oh jesus christ <laughs> kind of <laughs> it's it's almost terrifying but i mean doing that knowing in the back of your mind that there's tens of thousands of people plus the crowd behind you 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 have every right to be nervous and i mean despite those nerves you performed incredibly well i mean you pulled off a lot of pretty difficult uh, strats. I mean, a lot of the MGSR guys who weren't at GDQ were in a voice channel, and I mean, there was a ton of "Oh my God, what has he just done?" Like, "Wow, is he crazy?" and stuff. Like, I can't believe he just did that. Um, and I think that kind of more or less started in the in deck two when you did like the hold up strat on the first guard. Um, oh, <laughs> I remember Jag being like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and I was practicing that for the past previous months. And the like funny thing that you mentioned that is that um, I was only choosing to do a couple things selectively safe, and I was going to try and take everything as fast as I possibly could. And my only two continues in the run, one was the Harrier, and the other one was the Tengu one. The one for the Harrier, the Kasaka got in the way, and I needed that's, to adjust. And that's just I, Harrier. Yeah, and I did not adjust, um, and I just died. And the Tengu one, I, I believe I had mistimed my sun throw which was just uh it's unfortunate i mean it does yeah, happen. it's a simple mistake yeah yeah i mean it's not like it's like impossible to make that mistake but i mean going through that with only two continues i was fairly happy because like my main goal was get past tanker without a continue and then i started getting all the way past bomb disposal. i'm like okay this is kind of cool getting past <laughs> bomb disposal. and then it took it all the way to the harrier and now it's like you know yeah i mean you were a big boss right up until and i mean if it hadn't been for the damn Kasaka, which is yeah. something that nobody can help. That's just, it happens. Uh, yeah. You could have carried Big Boss up to Tengu and, and that maybe been... even after Tengu, you know, who knows? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, and it's also funny to think that uh, you picked up MGS2 on the back of Jaguar Kings, GDQ run. Correct. Yes. And brought that full circle to your own AGDQ run, you know? Yeah, that is... was kind of nice as well. Yeah, like just like bring that back over. Because I had watched Jags Miller Solid Two run, and before this, I was looking at like you know speed running. I was watching Gunner Maniac, and I was watching Headstrong Twelve Ninety, and I was like, you know, okay, maybe I want to look at speed running. So I looked at Jack One, and I looked at Pokemon, and then I watched GDQ, and then I saw Jaguar King. I'm like, oh, MGS Two, I love this game. It's like one of my favorite games of all time. And I saw like what he was doing. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I want to try this, and I just took off, and that was what two and a half years ago or so something like that something like that yeah 
uh, oh, Jag ran in Jag ran in 2016. Uh, oh yeah, so it would have been like start of 2017 because I believe he did. Wait, was it SGDQ 2016 or AGDQ 20? AGDQ yeah. 2017 or 2016? Uh, 2016, I believe. If I'm oh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a long time ago though. Yeah. A, a <laughs> little bit. A, a couple of years. <laughs> I, I think it actually might have been 2017. Sure. Sorry, I'm actually just going to quickly check. Um, I I honestly can't remember the exact date, but a quick behind the scenes is that uh, Jag and I actually submitted MGS2 European Extreme on the same on the same year, and like he he kind of came out of nowhere because at that point he wasn't even on leaderboards. He wasn't. I didn't know of him, and I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And then uh, he got the spot because he was the faster of the two of us, and uh, I, I I got put on backup and. Unfortunately, I couldn't even make it out to that event anyway, so it, it it turned out for the better. But yeah, no, that was he did he did a great job with the run, and then Tyler last uh, a couple months ago blasted it. It was it was a hell of a run, and to, to be sitting there on the couch that was that was that was something else entirely. Yeah, yeah and so. like for like the entire couch, I wanted it to be people who have played the game before, or they were very well known through the MGSR community. So that's why I had hand selected um, Python, Plywood, and Mini, because all three of them, um, they run the game to some certain extent, and they all have a lot of knowledge about the game in general. So that way, you know, we can spread a lot of information, like we can, like, you know, try to deliver the best commentary that we can. So that was my my couch filled with all MGS2 people, essentially, besides Mini. I mean, he's done, like, one run of MGS2, but... He still knows a lot about the game. Yeah. I, I mean, Mini, <laughs> let's talk about Mini here for a sec. Mini is probably the, the biggest repository of knowledge of the entire series. Sheesh, yeah. From, from like, MG1, uh, MSX, all the way down to MGS5, Phantom Pain. Dude knows a lot. And that comes from uh, the fact that Mini is the one true verifier for all our for the whole board and um, super mod yes yeah, so the only everything. constant it's it's kind of funny because the only singular constant between every board from metal gear msx right up to mgs5 is mini is a super mod so he's taken on board a lot of work um a lot of work and he does a an incredible job and i mean when you're verifying wrong a lot you know almost every day pretty much it's you do soon become very familiar with the games um but mini and i think strafe would probably be one of the the two biggest knowledge uh, repositories yeah. as you say i mean strafe would just i don't think strafe as anyone who knows as much as strafe does uh when it comes to all of them at once but uh no we're mini is he's a great guy and he obviously ran at gdq Oh yes, well. yeah, another good run as well. Big Boss MSX two, and he got the boss too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, near flawless. Yeah, run. this is just incredible. Like really, a lot of things like just fell into place. Like his run was very smooth. Yeah, but, um, um, to kind of bring it back towards MGS two for a quick sec, uh, something we actually forgot to bring up last last episode. Yes. Credits We're freeze. Sorry. PC. <laughs> Credits freeze for PC is done. It's deadzo. VFans uh, has updated his V's fix for the PC version, and uh, 
something he did fixed fixed the issue. I believe he was saying that it was a green screen fix that fixed it. So that was like a cinematic fix because there was a problem for the tanker holds for the projectors where it would just be a green screen and that so like fixing that also fixed credit freeze because um Gish recently joined the uh Discord and he started like you know talking about fixing the credit freeze and he says that that kind of spawned from from the uh green screen fix. And so it was basically the um problem running the game on modern PCs were codec issues, like video codec issues, not a you know, the nanomachine codecs. Um and there were a couple of fixes he had on the uh, GitHub page, like uh, you know, get the K like codec pack stuff like that. But it kind of it either didn't work for people or it was too complicated to get it up and running. So I suppose I have to assume what he managed to do was combine that into his fix. With because uh, I mean, there's one thing that you can't say is that guy is not dedicated. You know, he is. Oh yeah, he puts a lot of time. I mean, probably I mean, the next update is gonna have support. Steam controller. Yeah, and stuff like wow. that. Wow. I, I mean, use a Steam controller. I mean, it started off with uh, just a quick controller fix. And it basically, like, there was a lot of little fixes for the PC version that uh, were scattered across the internet in different places. There's a patch, an official patch from Konami, and other little bits here and there. But controller support was non existent. Um, and playing it on a keyboard is a nightmare. So he managed to kind of round up all these fixes, stick them into one launcher. So it's a new fancy launcher that you can change settings with much greater ease because if you've ever played it on the default launcher, it's a bloody, it's a nightmare. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, not a great experience. So really like FIFANS is, he's done, he's indirectly helped this, helped the MGSR community quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, there's been a lot of now- freezes. <laughs> And now I mean, he's in the Discord and he's directly yeah. helping us. Yeah, it's crazy because I was only actually talking with him yesterday and I'd mentioned, you know, there'd be some like, he was talking about um, changing textures uh, to like more like HD collection textures. And I'd mentioned like, I'd, that's cool. But I also kind of pointed out that speedrunners wouldn't really care about that because we're not going to stop and look at the textures. But of course, <laughs> five didn't do this for us. He just did it for like the casual players, for her people like himself. Oh, who just the journal audience, yeah, like the journal audience. And it's just kind of come with that lovely side effect that he's managed to uh, fix it for us too. So, and it's great to have him here because if ever ever something should go wrong, um, or we're unsure about something, he's right there in the Discord. Just ping him in the MGS2 channel, ask him, DM him, whatever, um, and that's it's all. It's nice that. We have them here because for people who play on, because obviously playing MGS2 on PC is just the simplest way to get up and running if you want to run the game. Yeah, for you sure. You don't need a capture card. You don't need a console. You just need a half decent PC or laptop. I think even as yeah, most laptop, so. most computers can run it because the game's from 2002 or 2003, and like most computers can actually run that just fine. Yeah. So it's pretty nice that way. So, be, but obviously, it's a huge. Pain. I never had the problem, but I know Iridescence and Apache really had the problem with freezing and like to do a run and have a really nice run and then have it killed by something you can't help. It's like, damn. It's like, 
what do you do when that happens, you know? So having it fixed, and I mean, obviously, like I said, he's added a lot of controller support. You can now use Xbox or PS4 controller. Yep. And if you wanted to, you can use Steam controller. I don't know why you'd want to do that, though, but <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, V is basically a, is basically MGS2 fixer, man. He's an MGS2 wizard, effectively. It's great. Sure is. So that's uh that's not all of the mgs2 news we've got actually um there's more there's mgs2 is apparently very very hot right now but then again it usually kind of is with mgsr like in in terms of like the popular speed runs it it kind of fluctuates between mgs1 and mgs3 and mgs4 or whatnot but mgs2 is a constant and uh this in this case it's really no uh no exception uh so MGS2 will be appearing in a few marathons here in the next few weeks and months. Um, I was notified that Apache, actually next week, next week from today, Apache Smash will be running uh, very easy MGS2 over at uh, UKSG. Mm. For for those who don't know, that's United Kingdom Speedrun Gathering. Uh, he will be running that at 9 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Oh, great time slot. Nice. Yeah, and uh, that should be a very, very, very fun uh, watch. Apache's Apache is a solid runner for very easy. He's 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 been kind of grinding that down alongside uh, Mac and Tyler and everyone else in that scene. Yeah, he's very consistent, and he pretty much just jumped into very easy. And I mean, he hasn't strayed far. I mean, he's gone to normal, but very easy is his is like his like thing and. I believe right now he's at least top four, maybe top five. So yeah, very good runner. Can't wait to see his run at UKSG. Yep. So that, that's that's at UKSG neck again. That uh, sorry, <clears throat> again that is next week, next Saturday. Um, as well as Iridescence mentioning in chat, Pixels for Peace, and uh, he's I believe Spawn Point is a local event for him. He'll be running MGS two yeah. at both of those. Is a spawn point is a is a video game bar right? exactly, <laughs> which we have none of over here. It's really sad. They have them over in England though. We have a couple over here. I know they're really popular in Japan, but anyway, we're draining off topic. <laughs> and uh, and Raichu, you'll you'll also be running at Pixels for Peace if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I better be because like I mean I'm staff over there, so I'd want to be able to be running. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm doing MGS three. Um, I have down. Euro extreme, but if I'm not consistent enough with it, come the time, I'll just do normal. So either way, it'll be MGS three. So iridescence is before me, and then I'm directly after iridescence. So it's set up pretty nice that way. Nice. And I'm, I was somebody. I feel like there's somebody else doing something soon that I just can't remember. Uh, uh Muse. Uh well, there is also uh, Hootfest. I don't think yes, there's any. Glenn. Yes, Glenn is Glenn. an MGS one. Yeah, oh, and Metal Gear Solid one at Hootfest. Any um, percent uh, PC extreme, I believe. Yep. And Glenn is actually. Glenn is getting really good at MGS one PC, dude. <laughs> he's been grinding it pretty pretty heavily. Yeah, he's uh, he's been he's been getting pretty crazy, and yeah, obviously Python just mentioned Mies. He'll be running MGS one today, in a couple of hours. Um, 
MGS1 any percent easy on this very channel right here live Live. I don't think there is. I know Tyler is waiting on news about a marathon, but it's not MGS. I think it's Ur guys. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's a fighting game marathon, and in about four hours, I'm going to find out. The only other thing that I'm looking into is DreamHack Dallas, because for last year's DreamHack in Austin, they had a little speedrunning portion of it and i decided not to do it because i was busy at the time so i'm gonna try and see if dreamhack dallas is gonna have that and try and put another solid two back on there because going there for a fighting game tournament and speedrunning would be like a dream come true yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that i have heard mentioned that there will be another speedrunning uh set up there nice all right then i'll definitely look into that but we've got a we've got a jam-packed couple of marathons i'm not happy yeah this not to speak of of course Yeah, this this show is all about the marathons because we're coming up on the main event of the of the day here. SGDQ submissions ended last Wednesday, and we have kind of we've kind of combed through the list a little bit. Fifteen hundred submissions, and we have we have a a, a small selection of of things we would like to see and things we would not like to see (laughs) that that we can go through here. So, and just actually quickly before we move on here, I just. I'll um, say what Roy is just typing in chat in case there's somebody just listening in and not paying attention to the chat. If you're a part of the MGSR community and featuring a run at an event, just let Roy know and he can add you to the uh, website in the upcoming event. So that'll be pretty nice for you. Kind of signal boosts your run. So I guess we'll add Apache and what have you to that as well. But if yeah. ever you're a part of something, just let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Just being a part of the community is good enough. I don't know if there's stipulations like has to be a Metal Gear runner. We'll see. Anyway, I'll let Python. So, right, you. What is so? Uh, like I said, we've we've each got a kind of a list here. But right, you. Why don't we start with one of yours? What What's a run that you're looking forward to here uh, for SGDQ submissions? Um, Splinter Cell Pandora tomorrow. Really kind of quite excited to see that because I've been paying a bit more attention to that uh, scene lately, and I think it's Nerd Squared who's doing Pandora tomorrow. And um, I don't know, they just, they're just so bloody cool. <laughs> but the, oh, God, I'm in trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> Never mentioned Splinter Cell in this realm ever. <laughs> yeah, Splinter Cell, uh, I've, I've seen one of the, uh, the speedruns for, for, I believe it was the first game. And it's, it's fairly interesting. It's, it's kind of close-knit to like a Metal Gear kind of run. where Yeah, there's a lot more uh, run and gun, though. It depends. I think, um, from what I've seen, it's a lot. You see, the thing with it's a with MGS, it's kind of cool because you can like run your way through the game more or less without ever like causing an alert or whatever. But that's a seems a little harder to do on Splinter Cell. I don't think it tends to happen as often. But then again, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with it either. But uh. <laughs> It would be pretty cool to see, I must say. And and another one that is kind of close to the stealth action genre. I also saw a, a siphon filter uh, submission, which would be interesting, but I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if, if GDQ is ready for the taser. <laughs> <laughs> so, t- <laughs> Tyler, what about you? What do you what do you got that you like? 
Mm, let me sit through my list here. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit more of a popular choice here. And uh, that's Pokemon Red slash Blue. No experience by uh, Hedron. I honestly don't know too much about it. Um, except for that, I believe there's a hack to where you don't gain experience. So I'm interested to see what that has in store. That just sounds interesting and something different because, you know, running these Pokemon games over and over again, like recently they had a race between PokeGuy and and um, Garmaniac for Pokemon Gold. And I guess they're trying to just try something a little bit different. So now they're going to try this no experience run. I'm to be honest, interested I'm not... to see what that is. When you said no experience run, the first thing I thought was... But he has never played the game before. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah never run Pokemon. He's just going to go up there like... I have no experience. That's no more ways than one. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. That would be a... Oh God, that would be a flipping disaster. <laughs> but it would be an entertaining disaster. So Python, I think we'll take one of yours. Sure. This one, this one may come as... Uh some surprise to some of you guys, but I am a huge fan of Destiny and Destiny 2. And wouldn't you know it, this year there's a submission for Destiny 2 Last Wish. Uh, I don't I don't know, I can't remember exactly who's all on the list, but there are six people who are down to do this run at GDQ. And I kind of doubt that it'll actually happen, but it looks like a lot of fun, and I'm very interested to see what kind of goes into a raid speedrun. That and like does sound interesting because yeah. i now, love destiny now here's the thing though gdq very very commonly says the most they can do is four people on screen now of course they can they can still do that with two people missing from the stream but at the same time like because of that limitation i'm not sure they'll take it yeah i i, I kind of really hope they do now because like destiny i know destiny gets a lot of um a lot of shit for for what it is it's like a console mmo like what a stupid idea but i really like it yeah <laughs> i know i shouldn't <laughs> people hate it well i know it's on pc or in essence but i mean world of warcraft isn't on ps4 if you know like being on console it got a ton of crap from people like oh what the hell is this it's so stupid but I think it's really cool. I, I don't like how it keeps costing me money, but I am quite fond of the game as as a whole. Like I just I don't know, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, so Destiny 2 Last Wish Raid. That's that's something I'm looking forward to seeing if it happens. Uh so right you back to you. Or oh, back to me. Yeah, um, let's let's just go around in the circle. That's fine. Um Dark Souls, because I don't know how well known it is that I am, that I love Dark Souls, um, all of them, they're all great, yeah, not so much Dark Souls 2, but <laughs> most people can agree with that. Yeah, it's kind of crap. Uh, is it? I I actually missed the Dark Souls run last year because I didn't realize it was on. I didn't realize it got in. I was like, oh my god, my heart is breaking. So I'm really quite hoping that it gets in and I can figure out when it's on the schedule and fit it in some way or another because the kind of concept of speed and speed running Dark Souls is just it it's 
great. I know there's an actually a guy in MGSR. I'm trying to think of his name. Dan Flesh. He speedruns Dark Souls. Well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And watching those runs is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, what am I looking at? Because it just kind of, I have like sometimes I run away in Dark Souls. Sometimes I run quite fast, but never, I'd ever speedrun it. <laughs> I speedrun it away from some bad men occasionally. <laughs> um, sometimes I speedrun into the bad man to pick up something and then speed run right back out again. But I, it, it just seems like a cool run to watch. And I've watched little bits of Dan Flesh here and there. So hopefully it gets in because it's quite, it's a game that's not really well known for, it's well known for the wrong reasons. I think people kind of know it as like the hardest game, one of the really hard games, but it's not really. And hopefully a speed run can prove that. I don't know. Yeah. Once once upon a time, I actually considered speedrunning Bloodborne myself, and then I just looked at it and like, eh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Bloodborne is actually really hard. That's that. I will say that much. I hate Bloodborne. <laughs> I, I I really do like the game, and I uh, I'm I'm really excited for whenever Bloodborne two eventually happens because I'm pretty sure that was that was either announced or or speculated at really recently. Uh, I can't actually remember. I believe it was more or less just speculation. But it could have been something mentioned about it. I just can't remember. I'll Google that quickly while uh, Tyler talks about his next. All right. So next one is going to be Crash Twin Sanity by Joestar98. So Joestar98 is mostly known for playing Pac-Man World 1 back at HDQ 2017. And I had soon followed him shortly after. And once he had grinded out Pac-Man World 1, started playing Crash Twin Sandy, and I'd never heard of this game before, so this is a very late Crash game, obviously not developed by the original Crash team, and it's on the PS2, and there's multiple characters that each have their own special little gimmick, like one can jump higher, and there's a lot of, like, um, really cool tricks as far as, like, going out of bounds and stuff like that, so, and I'm a sucker for the older Crash games, because one of my favorite is, uh, is um, Wrath of Cortex, so... Excited to see Crash Twin Sanity. That looks like a very interesting run. Also, great soundtrack. I've watched a couple of the runs, and the music in that game is top notch. Yeah, Crash games. Crash games lend themselves really well to speed runs. I've noticed, like mascot platformers in general. Like, man, you got you got your Mario, you got your Mega Man, you got your Crash, you got your Spyro. All of them generally tend to do fairly fairly well at the event, yeah. and I mean it's it's so well known and and far spread that these these characters that man and the and the games are generally pretty good. I'm not sure about yeah. Twin Sanity, but it seems good. Although according to chat right here, it says that it's one of the more hated ones. <laughs> I mean, watching it as, like, from a experience perspective, it looks cool, and I like the music, and I like the idea of, like, multiple characters, and you can play with Cortex himself, and there's different characters, and they have pretty interesting level designs. The only thing is that it's a very dark-themed game. Like, there's a lot of, like, dark backgrounds, and it just feels very dark. Well, one thing that's kind of funny about speedrunning in general is uh, the one the if there's a series of games, that the games that didn't get the most positive reception are often the most popular speedruns. Yep. I mean, even if we look at Metal Gear, for example, like famously MGS2 was not well received at all. Yeah, very mixed because of the whole character change. But MGS3, people loved it. 
but MGS2 has like 10 times as many runs as MGS3, so it's like really weird how the mm. how that kind of stuff works. Um, but for me, the only Crash game that's worth a damn is Crash Bandicoot 2, and after that, I couldn't Ooh. care less. <laughs> well, Crash Team Racing. Nah. CTR getting mm. getting that remaster work. And, oh yeah, and I'm excited for that one. Very excited. Like a low. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's my go. Is it? No, 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 no. no. Oh yeah, it's Python. No, no. Sorry, I'm getting all Sir. this stuff. I'm getting all turned around. <laughs> so, uh, something I've been watching re- recently. Um, I've been, I've been kind of getting into the, the Borderlands Two speedrunning. Uh, just watching, not playing. I don't think I could do half this mess because I'm terrible at aiming, but <laughs> Borderlands 2, all missions co-op, submitted by Amerlin, Shockwave, and the Fun Cannon. I- I've been watching these guys over the past few months do attempts on this, and it's just legitimately it's it's a fun ride. Like Borderlands 2 in general is is a really fun speedrun to watch, but watching it with three people as they try and coordinate and still like have time to 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 screw with each other it's it's legitimately a fun a fun watch and uh i i being as borderlands 2 is one of those those really good speed runs very popular you know very popular series very popular run i i have i have high high hopes to actually see this happen yeah i think borderlands is one of those um those cult favorite games, you know, it just kind of took off out of nowhere, and it's it's just beyond loved. Um, who makes that again? I can't remember. Uh, Epic or not Epic? Two uh, K. I think they publish it, but isn't it like Randy Gearbox? Fitch, right? That's the one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I don't play it because I can't stand that clown and the whole like aliens thing just out of principle I refuse to play the game. But I'm I just remember when it was released, I mean Jesus people were going crazy for it. <laughs> you know, and it's I'm not too surprised to find out it's a quite popular speedrun because like it's not only is it is it a fun game to play, but it's also broken as <laughs> like there's there's plenty of places where they go out of bounds. There's plenty of places where they just so there's a skill, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the game, but there's a skill in the game uh, used by Axton the Commando where if you aim down the sights, it gives you a speed boost. Now, they downpatch the game, uh, and on the patch that they play on, uh, as long as they aren't the host, uh, they can actually stack that skill and use it while they aren't aiming down the sights by simply just dropping the weapon they're aiming with. And it stacks, and they... It, it legitimately they just zoom off into space. They go so fast. It's it's wonderful. God, so, are great. <laughs> <laughs> so we we've talked a few we've talked about a few a few of the runs that we would like to see. Raichu, what is something you are absolutely one hundred percent against? Banjo kazooie nuts and bolts. Really? Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is. Are we about to run this podcast? <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. Sorry, it is. It's it's probably the worst game ever made, as far as I'm concerned. Because they, because Microsoft bought Rare, 
um if you if anyone's not aware of that how you're not aware of that by now i don't know but rare used to be a third party nintendo developer or first party nintendo developer sorry but then microsoft bought them and since then they haven't made a single decent game um and banjo kazooie if you're again if you're not familiar was basically like a collectathon um but what happened was microsoft had to make instead of making banjo tree which is what everybody wants they made nuts and bolts which is like a car game you make cars like, what? <laughs> what who asked for that i certainly didn't i never asked for it i didn't want banjo cars like what the f- so no i hate that game and just because of that that's the only reason i want to see it because i don't like the game it, should, it shouldn't be allowed anyone who plays that game deserves to be in prison i think well from from what i from what i remember seeing and i don't remember a lot but they they use like uh preset blueprints to to make their builds omega oh, Lord. past that i have no idea what goes on in that game like when i eventually seize control of the world as a whole anyone with a copy of banjo kazooie is going to prison that's just the end of it you know they will be destroyed <laughs> i can assure you um i'm sorry i just i'm gonna have to move on now before i get too emotional <laughs> tyler what's what what's a no from you what's getting your seal of disapproval there's a lot of good no's in my little list that i have here but i think the one that just jarred me the most whenever i first initially started looking final fantasy 10 slash 10 hd remaster which is 80 percent co-op with four runners you want to take a wild guess at how long the estimate is for this run um well, hours? No, it's nine hours and forty-five minutes. I'm all for RPGs, but that's too damn long. Yeah, <laughs> that will take like almost half of a day for one people because it's so long, and it's on PC, so they're going as fast as they can, and this is as fast as that they can do it. I don't hate Final Fantasy. I don't hate RPGs. I hate the really long ones that take up half of a day where there's a bunch of other smaller good games that can probably get in and not another final fantasy game i mean there's a lot of final fantasy submissions so i'm not saying don't have a final fantasy game of like like have some of the other ones that are like you know two hours hell like there's one that's five hours but i mean the one that's nine hours and 45 minutes that for yeah. me is a little too long and imagine if they went overestimate too oh that's blazing I mean- fast well I mean, if if they went overestimate, that wouldn't be so bad if it's the finale. But at the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I can absolutely, like, I the only way that it would be okay the finale. Yeah, that'd be the only way. I mean, I don't, I don't really care about Final Fantasy one way or the other. But I completely agree with what Tyler is saying. I mean, if you put in a run that's nearly ten hours long, that's five two-hour runs, ten one-hour runs. Or 20, 30 minute runs, and so on. I mean, <laughs> there's so much content, so many other runs you could put in there, but you're taking it up for one game. And I mean, let's be fair, how many people are going to sit there for nine and a half, nine and three quarter hours? I mean, watching that run. You that say game? that, you say that, but there are some very, very rabid, well, not rabid, but there's, <laughs> there, there's, there's quite a few big fans of Final Fantasy who would actually legitimately sit there and just ogle over their favorite game. Yeah. 
perhaps, but I mean, the majority of people won't sit there twenty foot for that nine and three quarter hours watching it. I mean, if those super fans want to watch that run, go on speedrun.com. You know, mm. that's how I say. I absolutely can agree with what Tyler is saying. You know, nothing against Final Fantasy, just a nine and three quarter hour run is just too much. There's so much more you could fit, and I mean, GDQ is only five or six days long at the end of the day. Yeah, you know. That- and that takes almost half of a day's worth of content. So unless it's a finale, which I don't think it would be a finale. But no. that would, yeah, that'd be the only way where I'd be like, okay, if this is the last run, then that's fine. No, I think the finales are usually like really popular. Nintendo Metroid, games, Mario, you know? yeah. yeah, Stuff like that. But well, uh, it's Python's turn now. What so... community do you want to shit on, Python? <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy, Banjo-Kazooie, what's... Um, well, if that's the way we want to play it, Pokemon! Oh, you little fucker. Fire Red, <laughs> Fire Red, Leaf Green. I think, the, I think the estimate on that was like three or four hours long, and I'm just... I'm not... I'm not as big of a Pokemon fan, and just... I don't know. Seeing seeing the no experience run would be one thing, but just watching just watching the game itself again is just not. I I I'd rather not personally. Fair enough. But it, like there, according to the submission, I have to actually take a look at it again. But there there didn't seem to be anything special uh, about it. It was like I said, just just the game itself. Yeah, for those Pokemon games specifically, because gonna mean I just. The like Gen One and like Gen Two games, they have a lot of manipulation for the like RNG, and like you can control certain tiles that that like you can like skip battles for. So yeah, those older games aren't as friendly for those manipulations, so they're a bit long because of okay. that. Okay, so the category is any percent glitchless, and the estimate is two hours twenty. I mean, it's not it's not as bad as it could be, but at the same time. I I I'd rather I'd rather watch the no experience run over that, you know. Yeah, something like that no e no exp run or no xp run or whatever. It's like Roy had just said. It's it's if it's the same thing you've seen before. We want to say yeah, like I know GDQ can be a bit recycled, um, insofar as like the same stuff as last time and a lot of Mario, Zelda, Pokemon you know the big ones um but if we if it was a choice between a run we've seen years before for the last five years in a row or something completely different then obviously go for something completely different unfortunately we're not on the gdq games committee so we don't get that say but hopefully they're listening (laughs) they're probably not so we have time to go to go back through the table one more time so right you give us another give us another uh, hot take no SpongeBob movie. <laughs> SpongeBob game. movie, the video game. Okay. Because what a disaster! I don't even know where to start with this one. I mean, I think that might be just a. It might be just I don't really care for cartoon video games like uh, when Plywood and Tyler are running like Rugrats. I'm I'm more than likely doing something else. Um. Cause I couldn't care, but like I've seen that SpongeBob speedrun, and it's just stupid <laughs> like, for me at least. Anyway, 
obviously this is just what I think. This everyone else here might love SpongeBob movie, the video game. God bless them. But now for me, uh, I don't know. I don't even have much to say other than fuck off, basically. <laughs> I I can't exactly. Uh... I can't exactly say I'm looking forward to much of SpongeBob myself either, but yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I, I don't want to keep hammering the same drum, but I mean, I don't know how long that is an hour or two. I mean, just pick a better game. That's an hour too long, please. You know, <laughs> Dark Souls, The Witcher Tree. I have on like the S do that. I'd rather see that. I like The Witcher. Geralt is cool. SpongeBob's a doofus, you know, <laughs> sponges can't talk. You know, forget it. Anyway. Um, so for mine, you know, my first complaint was one run that was too long. Still on the opposite end of the spectrum. A run oh, that's, no. that's way too short. doesn't have any business even being at a marathon. And that is Civilization 6. Happy? Civilization 6. Religion percent. Estimate of five minutes. The setup would probably take twice as long as the speedrun itself. Wow. <laughs> I'm a huge Civilization fan. I love Civ. But the speedruns are kind of trash. <laughs> like, it's so, like, quick, and there's not a whole lot, and you're just grinding RNG seeds, or you set up an RNG seed, and you just have really fast clicks, and that's all that the run is. So it doesn't really showcase anything other than just going from point A to point B as fast as you can and trying to however much you can. But to my knowledge, this run is, all you have to do is you have to get a, a um, religious victory because there's multiple victories. There's a religious domination, science, and I believe a diplomatic victory, something like that. But for yeah, five minute estimate for this run, just no. No, it's a uh, that's just silly, really, isn't it? You know, yeah. like you're saying, um, like you were saying, like if you're gonna double, if your setup time is longer than your run, <laughs> forget about it's a problem. it. Yeah, the problem. I mean, well, I mean, yes, but at the same time, you have you have like the things, uh, Tetris Grandmaster, which very, very, uh, very, very popular to watch. Yeah, for sure. But, like, there's more but, stuff to watch, but for like Civilization, it's just very little gameplay. Like, there's not a lot going on Tetris. There's a lot going gauged into what they're doing. But I feel like for Civilization, yeah. you don't get the same kind of effect. I mean, if you're able to kind of like load in with a specific RNG seed and just kind of go from there, that's that's pretty by the numbers and kind of boring. But Tetris, I don't think there's a way of doing that with Tetris. Tetris is Tetris is Tetris is Tetris. Like it's it's kind of like you have to be on the ball at all times. It's a bit more. I mean, I wouldn't personally watch a Tetris run. Personally, <laughs> I I'd rather watch grass grow. But if that's what you're into, that's fine. I mean, it's something, even if, like a five-minute run, there's no harm. But a, a five-minute run that's fairly ba ba basic, it's kind of like that. And now that you mention that, I'm looking at the description, and he specifically says, Civilization Six, 20-hour speedrun? Nope, three minutes. With the most recent expansion, Civ Six is now marathon safe as you can manipulate the seed and guarantee a setup to victory. So yeah, so just as I thought, you can set up a seed to manipulate it, and you can pretty much just have the victory laid out for it, and you just have to input whatever you have to, and it's just the same thing every time. And it's so short. Forget it. Yeah. 
I'm going to have to send a briefcase of money to GDQ to make sure that doesn't get in. <laughs> Bribe them. Come on now, guys. All right. You should so, use your head. Another no from me. Man, I have so many good no's. As in, don't ever take this. But I think I think the one that tops I think the one that tops the list on that one is uh, Metroid Other M. Have either of you seen Other M by chance? No, I have not. Once, completely, just the worst, the worst treatment of the Metroid franchise I have ever seen. Um, on mobile or something? Or oh no, oh no, no, no! It's a, it's a, I believe it's a Wii game, but uh. Yeah, you remember how people were kind of upset over Metroid Fusion? Well, Other M took that and ran with it and made people even more upset. So now Fusion isn't even the black sheep <laughs> of the Metroid franchise. But yeah, you've you managed to piss off gamers twice. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, that's a very long run. I'm seeing here it's two hours and 25 minutes for any percent. Yeah, no, like Other M, if you were if you were dunking on the, the cutscenes and such, I could maybe give it a pass, but no, no. I just I don't see it working out. Other M, the game that could literally soft lock your save, says Roy. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but you have to mail your memory you have to mail your memory <laughs> card to Nintendo to get your save. <laughs> <laughs> Do that during GDQ, hey. Uh, when you mail us to uh, Nintendo. Sorry, I'll be right back. My save's corrupted. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, God. I can believe it. You know what? I can actually believe it. But uh, that's, uh, I think, yeah, that's about all the time we've got to talk about to, to talk about our lists that we would like to not like to see. Let's let's switch tacks and uh, close out the show by talking about the MGSR uh the MGSR description, uh, description submissions to uh, SGDQ here. So All right. we have uh, we have a number of people actually submitting. We got uh, Blue Metal, Tyler, you submitted, Plywood submitted, Jag, uh, Glenn, Starwin, uh, J Rock, who we weren't sure wasn't actually a uh, part of the community, but it turns out he's actually in the Discord. Shockingly. <laughs> and we've also got Draco Dan who submitted, and uh, I, I did as well. But it's not about me; it's about everyone else. But yeah, a lot of names, a lot of good submissions. So let's let's go down the uh, go down go down the list. Blue Metal has uh, three submissions: Near Automata, uh, The Misadventures of Tron Bon, and MML Two. So. Uh, Automata had a had a fairly strong showing at AGDQ with the uh, E ending. Blue has submitted the uh, A ending at about an hour and a half. What do you what have you guys? How do you guys feel about Automata? Um, I haven't watched too much of the run, but I believe Blue has the world record for that specific category because he's been grinding the game pretty heavily, so he's very skilled in that game. Um, but I haven't watched too much of it just because I've been meaning to play the game at some point, so I've just been. Not wanting to watch the speed run, but um, it's got a pretty big following, and it was well received at the last GDQ, from what I heard. So, yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, Misadventures of Tron Bon, any percent at forty minutes, and uh, probably what we all know Blue for here at MGSR is Mega Man Legends Two, where he submitted any percent normal at an hour and a half 
or 125. Yep. So, and that is the third game in the series. And that one is a bit different compared to Mega Man Legends 1 and 2. You are controlling Tron, and you have to do a lot of just quests, tasks, and you have to rob banks and break into houses and dismantle cars and such like that, and even steal farm animals. So there's a lot <laughs> of stuff to do in that game. And actually, that game is highly sought after for the original, like, disc. I believe the, like, disc with the with the packaging goes for at least triple-digit U.S. dollars, like, at least 100. So it's a fairly popular game, and it didn't get too many copies made, and it was at the end of the PS1's life cycle, I believe. So, yeah, that'd be really... Exciting to see. Yeah. And uh, Tyler, you yourself, we, we kind of mentioned it earlier uh, for uh, this fighting game tournament or fighting fighting game speedrun marathon thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Airgites, God bless the ring. You, yes. You, you submitted brand new quest, Koji on hard mode, estimated at about an hour. Yeah. So to sum up what this is, this game was released to the arcades, I believe, in 99, 98. And the original intent of this was to be a 3D fighting game, but it had characters from Final Fantasy in it. So it had Cloud, Tifa, and a bunch of others in there. And that was the main appeal. But once it came out on console, there was some other mini game modes. There was, like, one where, like, you mash and, like, you, you're, like, on this beach and, like, you just jump over, like, hurdles and stuff, kind of like a track and field event. There's another one called Brand New Quest, which is a dungeon crawler mode where there's two difficulties. There's normal and there's hard, which hard is actually the easiest out of the two. So, <laughs> And we choose Koji because he is particularly good with physical weapons. And just to put it blatantly simple, the entire run is essentially a huge randomizer. The layouts of the floor are completely random. There are some consistencies, but for the most part... The main goal is to get down to floor 21 as fast as possible and try to find good weapons and be level one and not (laughs) die, essentially. But luckily, there's a save mechanic in there. So so there's some marathon safety with that as well. So, yeah, it's a very fun run. And, you know, people love randomizers, so this entire game is randomizers. So that's why I think, you know, this has a pretty decent chance at actually getting in. Nice. Yeah, uh, Air Guides has been has been showcased uh, at least twice on this channel, and uh, it's it's an interesting run. It's something it's something silly to watch. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's not your typical video game, and it's made by um, SquareSoft, which is now known as Square Enix, and yeah. So yeah, it's a very back interesting game. Back in the good old days. Eh? <laughs> days. So next up, we've got. Plywood, who's got, I think, I think Plywood's got, got the most out of everyone on Windows Arcade. Four submissions. Oh wait, <gasps> he submitted that? I didn't even know. Oh my. Okay, we're <laughs> we're gonna get to that. Holy. So Plywood, of course, submitted uh, Ghost Battle very hard, uh, aiming for about an hour twenty-four. Uh, we all know Plywood has done an incredible amount of work with Ghost Battle over the last few like months. Yeah, he's been oh, heavily. Uh, and not uh, just on a uh, very hard either it's mentioned i mean he made a lot of tutorials and things for normal so yeah mm-hmm. but what he is always... like 90 percent him for that game that's all 90 percent. Yeah. yeah yeah pretty much uh, i mean l lcc 
kind of had some notes and stuff for plywood kind of elaborated on those made mm-hmm. done up that lovely wiki page i mean he's now got the record in the two main categories being formal and very hard you can also run on easy but nobody does um but who knows maybe he'll do that next just just for completion sake but uh obviously we were talking about plywood last week or sorry last fortnight um and you know he had his say on so if you if you missed what plywood said Go back and watch episode one. It's on YouTube. Um, you know, he was... It was hell to get that big boss run that he got, so... It'd be cool to see that at GDQ, for sure. Yeah. I think it deserves to be there because of all the work he's put in. I know he submitted it last year. Or, sorry, for AGDQ, but... He submitted normal and AGDQ kind of... Or GDQ in general, a bit weird about Metal Gear. If it's not on the hardest difficulty, they don't want it. Yeah. Whatever. Pretty much, yeah. So, uh, past Ghost Devil, uh, right, you actually mentioned it earlier. Plywood also submitted uh, Rugrats, Search for Reptar. He's got two categories, any percent and all levels. Omega oh, 18 and 29 minutes, respectively, on the estimate. Uh, I can't really say too much about the run. It looks like a, looks like a fairly standard platformer. Well, with... if I can speak about it for just one second, because I have really... Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, he Go has for it. it. Go okay, so this game may seem like, you know, oh, it's just, you know, kids game. We brought him in for a reason. <laughs> but this game actually has surprisingly a lot of tech. Like, there's manipulation for RNG, and there is an animation storage bug that we use in the run as well. So we actually jump higher and farther. So the run on paper just doesn't seem that great, but there's actually a lot of tech in it. And especially for the 100% route, because the main goal is that you have to collect puzzle pieces, and for any percent, you have to collect a certain number of reptile bars. So the routing for grabbing as little bars as possible and completing the the um, least levels as possible is pretty interesting. So there's a lot of tech in this kids game. Surprise! <laughs> I knew we brought Tyler in for a reason, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to give that game justice. All right. Well, there you go. Interesting. Think, uh... A sort of a headline run that uh, Plywood's bringing with him. Steel Battalion. Oh, yes. Now, Steel if you've never Battalion. Seen, if you've never heard of Steel Battalion, you're not the only one. Because <laughs> I only heard about it through Plywood's um, Same here. thingy, the stream. It's crazy, I would say. something. It's something special. Um, according according to Plywood's description, thirty three buttons, five switches, three pedals, two joysticks, all sorry. on like this tabletop, uh, tabletop interface for lack of a better term, with foot pedals. And what's actually amusing is it's the only game I've ever heard of where the peripherals require the accessories required to play it are more expensive than the game. Yeah. I think yeah. the controller goes for like $300 or something stupid. <laughs> Let me check right now. I'll get that for you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. But yeah, Steel Battalion is probably is probably the weirdest thing to submit to the GDQ. But it's also like one of the ones you... If it gets in, you don't want to miss it, basically. I think it'll get in just given its gimmick. <laughs> uh... And to round out Plywood's submissions, he also submitted Silent Hill, because if you didn't know, Plywood is also a, a big fan of the uh, the horror speedrun 
I believe actually uh, Silent Hill was Plywood's first beat game as well. I believe so. No. Or was it Rugrats? It was one of the other. First one was uh, Silent Hill. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, there you go. Then. So, yeah. um, and uh, he submitted any percent UFO ending for that. And uh, Silent Hill 1 actually has a fair few submissions for it. So, it'd be nice to see Plywood get in with that. All right. Because I know Punchy is, uh, is one of the most common Silent Hill 1 runners. So, yeah. It'd be nice to get, get our boy Plywood up there. <laughs> so we talked about Jaguar earlier, Jaguar King, that is. Uh he has submitted both MGS one and MGS four, uh both on extreme, uh MGS one all bosses extreme, MGS four the boss extreme. I know Jag has been doing a lot of work with MGS one lately, actually. Um he's the only other person on the board with a console extreme time apart from Slade. Um <laughs> And he's actually currently holds the world record, um, I think with a 131 or something like that. An imp- a very impressive time, no less. No doubt. Yep. Um, and MGS4 is... Oh. That, yeah, uh, Roy says it in, in chat. MGS1 seems like a lock. MGS4, not entirely sure. MGS4 is interesting as a speedrun. Yeah. Um, in terms of, in terms of like the games, the MGS games and speedrunning, MGS4 is like the weirdest middle ground case because I've always made the joke that MGS games, the biggest time save is skipping cutscenes. And in MGS4, that is absolutely the most true it could possibly be. (laughs) Oh, they, they, they took some liberties with cutscenes, let me tell you. World records, (laughs) not only for, you know, the game itself. For, for the cutscenes, cutscenes are probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty it's sure it's measured... the longest sequence of cutscenes in the video games. Today, I'm think, pretty sure. I think it's been measured out that it's around 18 hours of cutscenes, eight hours of gameplay, give or take. Like in a from a uh, from a regular, yeah, you know? yeah, from the. Just but I mean, regular. the speed run is two and a half hours, give or take. Yeah, yeah. The cutscenes are like 18 hours long. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's... and. As... They, go ahead they took they took the piss with this one let me tell you you know i it's it's kind of funny when you look at it because mgs1 received no real flack one way or the other for cutscenes um mgs2 got murdered for it because there was too many mgs3 was praised for not having so many and then mgs4 combined them all together to have far too many <laughs> <laughs> you can't especially with all like the briefing menus and stuff it's like just ridiculous it's crazy that and the boss extreme run is very very rough in general yes and, and uh jack is doing it on new game as well which is oh dear <laughs> yeah but um the big the big issue surrounding that one as uh iridescence brought up is that uh well jag is the one who's mainly worried about this but it's the uh quote-unquote realistic war content and uh sgq if you don't know is uh benefiting doctors without borders or msf however you want to however you want to slice it military sans oh was it militaire sans frontier i was gonna say military i was like no that's peace walker damn it yeah (laughs) Yeah, no medicine sans frontier but it's uh it's one of those weird cases where no one's really sure if it would even make it um so i mean I don't know. It's it's hard to say. 
But uh, we, we spoke about it earlier. Metal Glenn, solid. Submitted also Metal Gear, solid. He's uh, submitted MGS1 PC Extreme, any percent. Which is, um, exa- I think, probably with the same thing a couple of years prior. I think it was last year, I want to say. I think it was... It was AGDQ 2018. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and he did a... Twin Snakes, I think the year at in the SGDQ that year. Yeah. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're we're it'll be a real it'll be a coin flip now if whether Jag gets in with all bosses or Glenn gets in with any percent. Maybe they'll both get in because they're entirely different runs altogether. But either way, I'm I'll be excited to see either of those guys running their running their games. Yep. Yeah, we mentioned Glenn has been doing a lot of work with uh, MGS One lately. He's killing it, frankly. It- and uh, we've actually okay. So I, I mentioned that Plywood may have the most of the uh, most submissions out of everyone in MGSR who did, but nope. Turns out Starwin has uh, maxed, <laughs> Starwin submits all the games. <laughs> Starwin maxed out his submission count at five, and uh, we'll start with his uh, Metal Gear submission. He he submitted M, uh, MGMSX, uh, MTSC any percent. So if you guys don't know. Uh, Metal Gear 1 and 2, uh, the the ports on the MGS3 subsistence disc, they actually run f- roughly 15% faster on the PAL versions Yeah, uh, to make up for the 50 hertz difference. So basically, and... um, the way that works is... A... So it's 12%. Sorry, Manny. Ooh, 3% off. Um, like Python said, because PAL games at that point ran at 50 hertz, they boosted Snake's speed to kind of compensate but instead of boosting him properly and just giving him like equal to the NTSC they made him way too fast so he's <laughs> like you can save like 10 minutes or so over NTSC it's ridiculous it's bloody ridiculous but it's good and that's actually funnily enough what Mini ran at a AGDQ this year was the PAL version because of how fast Snake moves Yep, and uh, so he's he submitted NTSC MG1, so that'll be interesting to see if that makes it. And then the rest of these, uh, he's got two Silent Hill submissions, Homecoming and Shattered Memories. And if you haven't seen Homecoming, that's that's a hell of a trip. That's uh, Out of Bounds Central, the most broken Silent Hill game. <laughs> well, 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 maybe, maybe uh, excluding the HD collection, eh? Well, true. <laughs> but but homecoming is more homecoming i don't think you would you would find most of those things on a casual playthrough whereas the hd collection those issues are just there yeah i mean i was actually kind of funny because i was briefly considering running silent hill um and i was in the discord for a little while the silent hill discord obviously and i remember somebody asking should should we look into the HD collection because of how broken it is? God knows what you could find in it. Nobody was brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> no one was brave enough. So there could be severe untapped potential in that uh, version if they still are too afraid to touch it. But honestly, from what I've heard, I would blame them for staying far, far away. And uh, to round out Starwind's submissions, he's also put in a uh, dread out which he says is a spiritual successor to Fail Frame. I don't actually know what Dread Out is. I've, I've never, never heard of that, of that yeah. personally. So maybe, maybe something there. 
And he's also submitted Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis 1. No weapon at an hour and 50. So that'd be, uh, that'd be an interesting watch. Uh, Iridescence says he knows Dreadout. So sure, go ahead. Take the floor. What do we got? Hello. So, all right. Oh, he's just, okay. He's well, preparing himself. In in the in the meantime, we can we can talk about uh, J Rock. J Rock. J Rock. On a Metal Gear submission, if I recall correctly. Oh yes. He's so J Rock so, the God has submitted both yeah. Resident Evil Two and Metal Gear Solid One. No hands. <laughs> yeah. So and before you. Maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, no hands. So what he like uses, he smashes his face into a keyboard or he uses voice commands. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> his gimmick is quite a lot better. <laughs> I'm not even sure where to begin to explain how J-Rock plays video games. You can. You, you can. Well, we can. That that's a very You'll good question. You'll have to unmute your mic, Iridescence. You'll have to unmute it on o in OBS. I mean, Lemon. Well, then obviously they can hear you. Well, then they can hear you. I don't think so. Yeah, we can't hear you. Yeah, no. All right. All right. Come so, back. We got a producer and we're still having difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, all right. Let's, let's, so J-Rock, uh, if you don't know what, who J-Rock is, he's, he's, he's a Twitch partner, fairly popular guy, uh, plays games with his feet. On a, an, an arcade stick. Yeah. So he covers a, Two category extensions <laughs> all at once. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be interesting to uh, just to see if that if that makes it in. Well, it'll be something. It'll be. It'll definitely be something. Oh. Can somebody just let Iridescence know if he can be heard? I cannot hear you. I've listened in. I don't no. think this is going to work. So. All right. So here's, here's the, uh, here's the lowdown from iridescence. Uh, it is a horror game in which you use your phone to see ghosts. And and you kill them by taking photos. So that, that explains the uh the like fatal frame uh or spiritual successor to fatal frame comment. It's an, exp it's an experience. Iridescence 2019. 
Uh, it, it gets Iridescence's uh, seal of kind of approval. $5 on Steam. So there you go. That's 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 what Dreadout is, apparently. Well, there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think uh, next up on our list here is Dracodan. Oh, yes. But I think before we move on from that, we'll, we'll mention Python's runs. Yeah, I know he doesn't want to talk about them. That's fine. So I'll do it. <laughs> um, you submitted Portable Ops. Mm-hmm. New game. Yep. And... Yourself and Minnie have submitted Peace Walker Co-op. Peace Walker Co-op, yeah. First ending co-op. I uh, I was going to submit the New Game Plus, but I really just, I was having issues getting the route to, to, to cement itself in a single run, so I just decided to to pass on it for now. Which is fair, which is fair. Um, but uh, I think we talked a little bit last week about New Game Plus Peace Walker, so we won't, not New Game Plus, god damn it, uh, co-op Peace Walker, so I won't take too much time to talk about it. I mean, I think we also spoke briefly about uh, Port of Boston, mostly New Game Plus. Uh, so if you want to talk about maybe the difference between what we talked about last time with uh, New Game Plus and New Game, pretty much. Um, yeah, sure, I, I can I can. You're probably the best bit. man for that job, in all fairness, you know. <laughs> So the difference between New Game and New Game Plus, there's actually a fair amount of, of difference. Uh, so last last show, I talked about how uh, New Game Plus uses uh, athletes that run faster uh, as opposed to using Snake. Now, New Game, we are using Snake almost exclusively. There's like six missions out of 31 that we just don't use him at all. But for the rest of the 25, he's, he's our guy. And... Uh, Unfortunately, he doesn't like have any ex- extra special abilities or anything. He's just really, really good with all of the weapons in the game. Uh, he's got, at the very least, a B rank, as opposed to like everyone else who could go potentially down to C or D. And uh, I mean, the run itself is only about five minutes slower, uh, as far as I could tell through testing. But. Um... There's some interesting things that you have to do in New Game to make sure you make it out without alerts or what have you. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of movement stuff, uh, not too many glitches or anything really. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's... obviously there's a lot of a uh, randomness then with spy reports and stuff. We can't have uh, those things. Spy reports. Uh, but sure, look, and uh, like you mentioned, we you can't cherry pick some athletes, so you're stuck for the night. For most part with snake um you do you do occasionally use jonathan or johnny um in some places because he's disguised he's unless you do something stupid like roll or punch someone you won't cause any real trouble for some reason the scientists know who you are yeah it's it the, the disguised uh mechanic it, the, the disguise mechanic in the game is a little weird I think they kind of just copy pasted MGS Tree's mechanic for disguise as a scientist and just placed that in there. I guess I don't know, but uh, yeah, because the guards don't realize you're not one of them, but the scientists do. <laughs> anyway, um, it'd be nice to see that get in. I think that or Peace Walker because neither of them have been at GDQ before, um, and I mean co-op speedruns of Peace Walker are something special. <laughs> To say the least, <laughs> um, but 
I think the next person we have on the list is Draco Dan. Yep, Draco Dan also submitted quite a few runs here. He's got five. Uh, he's got a total of five. I think Draco uh, Dan is one of those guys who speed runs all of the video games, though. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got quite the uh, the tenure in several communities. Uh, so we'll start with the first one on the list, uh, Rocket Knight Adventures. Now he ran Spark, or he was on the couch for Sparkster, I think, at last SGDQ. And uh, Rocket Knight Adventures is uh, part of that whole series. And uh, it's it's an interesting game. And he's actually submitted it as a 2P1C with uh, Dagron. Hmm. So that'll be fun a fun watch if it gets in. Uh, he has also, in fact, submitted Sparkster. Um, so he's got that pretty much the entire series on there. Uh, he has submitted Undertale Genocide. So uh, have either of you paid much attention to that run? Nope, not at all, because I've wanted to play that game as well, because I'm far behind on a bunch of great video game series. So I haven't, I've been trying to shield myself from the Undertale speedrunning scene. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it, it's interesting. So, a genocide run in particular can be a little spooky because uh, you're not actually supposed to kill a bunch of things. And when you kill a bunch of things and clear out an area, this really weird, creepy ambient track starts playing. I don't know about I don't know about anyone else, but it spooks the hell out of me. <laughs> so. There we got that. We got Astro Boy Omega Factor, which is something he's been working very, very hard on. Uh, he submitted both the uh, birth category and the true ending category at 30 minutes and an hour 20 each. And uh, something we probably all know him best for, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Hero Story, 40 minutes. That's his main thing. Uh, yep. That's like his bread and butter right there is Sonic Adventure 2. Yep. So, like, we have... A number of, uh, of fantastic submissions from the community itself on top of like some pretty interesting ones outside the community as well yeah it's looking like the submission list is a uh, it's pretty nice it's pretty nice it's a lot of, a lot of the usual stuff you know but there are some pretty interesting looking things there and hopefully they'll get a fair shout you know yeah um and it won't be kind of just filled with the usual suspects as well, it is every other year. <laughs> well, SGDQ tends to be kind of the testing ground for some of the weirder or lesser known games. Yeah. Well, so, we'll we just have to wait and see, I suppose, you know. Yep. So, uh for those who may be uh not in the know, the uh the selections and the game list for SGDQ 2019 happens on March 27th, so 11 days from today, we'll see who got in. Ooh. And the Is schedule it really 11 days from now. Oh, wow. 11 days and the schedule will come out on April 14th. Now what does that mean for us as a show? Well, next week we're going to be avoiding and talking about it entirely, so we aren't <laughs> uh <laughs> we aren't actually going to be talking about the games list until the schedule comes out. So I believe it's yeah. the show on the 20th that we'll actually talk about the the uh, the games list and the schedule. Because that way we can kind of mention not just who got in, but we can also let you know what time they're set for and you can mark it on your calendar or whatever else. Because we don't want to dominate the show with GDQ, GDQ, GDQ for the next 
month or two, you know. Um, yeah. But I mean, if it ends up being a really quiet week and we need something to talk about, we could probably just briefly skim across it. But we'll see. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> Somebody in the end just reckon has to do something crazy, so we have something to talk about. So well, get on with it. Something crazy did actually happen this last oh, week, no. but we'll we'll save that. We, we can save that. We'll talk about it another time. Oh, oh, oh tune into episode three for the crazy <laughs> secrets. Okay. Oh, so, ambassador, with these secrets, you're really spoiling us. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's more or less about the time we've got. Um, thank you guys again for for joining us as we uh, as we chat a little bit, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, our guest, would you? You had anything you'd like to to say as a as a bit of a send off? Mm, be sure to follow the Twitch channel so that way you can see these other great podcast episodes and any other marathon type runs or anything else happening with the channel. Also, don't forget we actually have a, a Twitter now, and we have a website. So a lot of resources, a lot of places to come and find us. So wherever you are. If you want to know more about Metal Gear speedruns, whether it be hanging out or whether it be, you know, actually learning them, we have the resources for you. And yeah, can't wait to see you the next episode next week. Not next week. Thanks for having me. Or oh. two oh. weeks. Two weeks. Every two weeks. Oh. Bi-weekly. Is it? Oh, sure. All right. Well, I can't wait to see the next episode two weeks from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, thanks for having me again. Do appreciate it. Hey, not a problem at all. It was uh, it was a pleasure having you on. And Roy, our our resident tech guy, one of our resident tech guys rather, has uh, has linked us the MGSR website, MetalGearSpeedRunners.com. As mentioned, it's a it's a pretty good, pretty pretty good resource uh, for pretty much all things MGSR. We have our uh, our wiki. Where you can find all the strats for each individual game. You got your leaderboards, our links to every single one of them. Uh, you have a, a link to our Discord there. So yeah, be sure to check it out, MetalGearSpeedRunners.com. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll send it off here. Thank you again for for hanging out and jo- and joining in on the chat. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Hope you had fun. I did. Oh, also, um, because we managed to get to episode two, I'm going to look into um, putting the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that kind of lovely stuff. So there's more places for you to listen to it. Um, at the minute, previous VODs will be on YouTube and Twitch. Give me like a day and this one will be on YouTube if you want to watch it there. And when and if I manage to get it up on iTunes, because I think iTunes podcast stuff takes like a week or two to approve because Apple, we will mention it in the Discord somewhere. You know, follow us on all of the things. All of the things. Twitter, yes. Twitch, YouTube, etc. Enjoy the Discord. Yes, absolutely. And uh, the Twitter handle is at MG uh, Speedrunners. I had to think about that for a sec. We have yep. uh, we have Tyler sorting us out there. Yep. But yeah, I don't have anything else to say. All right. Oh, so... actually, I do. I do. <laughs> okay. Um, MGS One by Mies will be in a couple of hours. Um, what time is it now? Three and a half hours from now. So make sure you come back around then. It's doing an any percent easy run. 
that'll be fun. Yeah. So more more to come from MGSR today, but for us here on, on the disc swap, we're uh, we're done. We're done here. Go home. See ya. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>